The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes... What will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him. But they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of our Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I want to say thank you to Ben for the invitation to be with you to preach again in this community. I am honored to stand in this sacred and holy space. And I also want to thank Ben for teaching me a very valuable lesson this week. Always look at the lectionary readings before agreeing to preach. I was really hoping for a different reading. I was really hoping to get pat me on the head and tell me I'm a good boy Jesus. Or here's a snack and have a nap, Jesus. But what do I get this week? I get crush me on a rock, Jesus. And break me to pieces, Jesus. Next time I will look at the lectionary. The gospel readings over the past weeks have been tough. They've been pointed. They've been very difficult. To better understand these readings, we need to reorient ourselves. 
in our sacred story. As Ben pointed out in his sermon last week, it's not October 2023, it's not football season, it's not the run-up to the pennant. It's Holy Week. It's the last week of Jesus' earthly life before he is crucified and buried and resurrected. He has entered Jerusalem on the back of a donkey to the cries of, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He has gone into the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers. He has questioned the ministry of the chief priests and elders. And today he calls into question that very relationship between those religious authorities and God. The imagery of a vineyard would have been instantly recognizable to the religious leaders. It calls to mind the passage that we heard from Isaiah this morning. In that passage, Isaiah compares the nation of Israel as a vineyard. And roughly 600 years later, Jesus stands that imagery on its head by saying that those to whom the vineyard was entrusted had broken faith with the landowner. The religious authorities, Jesus is saying, have broken faith with God. And not only have they broken faith, but the vineyard will be taken from them and given to those who produce the fruits at harvest time. The point of this parable, according to some commentators I read, is not necessarily what the tenants did to the servants or even to the landowner's son, but it's about the fruits. And for Matthew's gospel, bearing good fruit is a sign of good discipleship. The phrase, the harvest time, could also be translated as the season or the time for fruits. The religious leaders confronting Jesus would hear an echo of Leviticus, where everyone is commanded to give their first fruits, the first of the harvest, an offering to God. They would also hear in this not-so-veiled parable that Jesus is accusing them of not only withholding the first fruits, but the entire harvest. Jesus is saying, you have broken faith with God to the very people who should have been shepherding relationships with God. If you've been paying attention to the sermon and I don't blame you if you've nodded off a little bit. You'll notice that I keep referring to religious authorities and not to the Jews. The confrontation that Jesus is having in this parable is with the religious leaders of his day, not the Jewish people. Unfortunately, this parable has been used wrongly over the centuries to suggest that Jesus will take away the kingdom of God from the Jewish people and will give it to the Christian church. That interpretation misses the point completely, and it also absolves the Christian church of the need to look at itself 
What Jesus is saying to the religious leaders is this. If you don't produce the fruit of God's kingdom, then it will be given to those that will. And if Jesus was here in October 2023, I'm fairly confident that Jesus would be saying the exact same thing to the religious leaders of today. John Calvin, in his commentary on this parable, noted that Christian leaders do not get a free pass with this parable. He noted two things that the people of God, including its religious leaders, will work to block the will of God. And two, that nothing we can do will hinder or delay God's kingdom. I don't know about you, but I find both great offense and great comfort in John's commentary, or in Calvin's commentary. There are times when the living, moving, believing, loving, and liberating body of Christ produces a harvest that is so plentiful that people are amazed and God is well pleased. And there are times when that very same people becomes the fearful, broken, petty, hurting, and wounded body of Christ. And we stumble on the cornerstone. We stumble on Jesus' words. We stumble, we fall, and we are crushed. We are broken. There are times, I think, when even in our own brokenness, we need to be smashed and we need to be crushed so that we can be rebuilt so that God may work God's purpose in new and in exciting ways in our lives. I know that there have been a few times in my own life where I felt like I have lost everything, and it's just me and Jesus. And I can tell you, that is more than enough to start over and to begin again. If you get to know me, you'll know that I'm kind of cynical. And the cynical part of me thinks that it's very obvious why this lesson and the revised common lectionary is placed in October. After all, October is typically stewardship season. And who doesn't like to hear a good parable about God's judgment on those who withhold their offerings to God as they make an appeal for the budget for the next year? And yet, this parable speaks to much more than simply our monetary offerings to God. It is about our lives as followers of Jesus, as disciples of the Messiah. During this stewardship season, you will be asked to make a commitment to all saints. And I hope that each one of us here will give generously as generously as we are able. And I want to remind you as well that our monetary giving is but a part 
of what we are called to give to bring about the kingdom of God. And those wonderful words from right one, our book of common prayer reminds us to offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and our bodies. In other words, we need skin in this game. There is much work in this world that needs you, each of you, and it needs me. And this is what Jesus is ultimately calling us, the living, moving, believing, loving, liberating body of Christ to do. We are to yield the fruits of the harvest to show the world around us that the kingdom of God is here that it is even now breaking into this world. Our sacred stories are filled with God's call to feed those who are hungry, to house those without shelter, to care for the sick, to visit the lonely and incarcerated, to honor and support the widows and the orphans. When we think of our stewardship, of all of our resources, of time and talent and treasure, let us remember those in need outside of these walls, those who are our brothers and sisters and siblings, those who are made in the very image of God, just like you, and just like me. The harvest is ready. God is ever near. Let's show this world the glory of the kingdom. Amen.